years since we've been here last and we missed you all a lot. Um, Savannah is a very special place for us for, for many reasons, but it was my first American home when I moved from Paraguay. This is where I, uh, I stayed with the Hardings, with the Rings. And, uh, Gerald gave me, I was remembering, gave me my first job <laughs> here in the States. But also when Kayla and I graduated from Fried Hardman and we got married, uh, Savannah was the first place where we lived and where we worked before moving to South Florida to start our work with the church there. Um, so we love you all very much and we really appreciate uh, the opportunity to share a little bit uh, of what God has been doing in the church in Coral Springs and also in our, in our own families. Um, let me see if, the, if it's working. Well... But Psalm thir there it is. Okay. Well, it will be. Psalm 36:5 says, "Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens; your faithfulness to the clouds." So I just want to talk about today God's faithfulness. Our God is faithful. And that's really what I want to talk about today. Um, ever since Kayla and I packed everything we owned here, to move to South Florida to start the work there in May of 2013, not really knowing where we were going to live once we got there, and not really knowing all that the work there would, uh, would entail for us. But we've seen God's faithfulness in our lives every step of the way. And, and that's, again, that's what I want to share today. Uh, as many, uh, as it's been mentioned, many of you already know, we started, uh, we helped start a Spanish-speaking congregation in Coral Springs about nine years ago. And we continue to serve as full-time missionaries there, thanks in big part to this congregation. Um, so we appreciate the Savannah Church of Christ so much, and we're, we're thankful for you. We pray uh, and we thank God very often for all of you. And, well, our family has grown in the last nine years, and even uh, since we were last year, God has given us three children. Uh, Nelson is eight, Emily is six. Lucas is two, he'll be three in, in, in a few weeks. Um, but we are, we're blessed with, with our family. Kayla's been homeschooling the, the Nelson and Emily for the past three years, and that has been a big blessing. Uh, that we've, we're loving that experience. Uh, homeschooling has given us many opportunities um, in, uh, as, uh, in evangelism. Um, we love the fact that we can teach them a Christian uh, curriculum. We can teach them all the same subjects, but uh, from a Christian worldview. And we, the flexibility of the schedule allows us to include them in, in a lot of our ministry also. So it, that's been a big blessing. But I'll talk a little more about our family in a little bit, but first I want to share a little more about what God's been doing in the church there. And in Coral Springs also, in the church there, God has been faithful. Ten years ago, there was no Church of Christ in, in that city, in Coral Springs. Uh, in 2014, the Springs Iglesia de Cristo was started with the five members of the mission team. And uh, because of God's faithfulness, now this year there's about 60 to 70 people who, uh, who meet together on Sundays to worship the same God that you all worship. It's part of the same family. Uh, we fellowship, we encourage each other. We are part of the same, uh, of the same church. And we, we can see God's faithfulness in that. And not just in the numerical growth that, uh, that God has brought in the church, but also the spiritual growth 
and the maturity that we've seen in the, in the families, in many of those families that uh, we call and you can call your brothers and sisters also. And also as, as the ministry, as the children's ministry has grown, uh, the, the nursery, the Bible classes has grown and uh, we've been able to see and the members have been able to see the fruit of, of that work uh, as they see the children learning the Bibles and, and even in, the, in their homes singing the songs and memorizing Bible verses. More and more uh, women have also stepped up and, and, and volunteered to teach and help with those classes. Um, so it's, for Kayla and I it's very encouraging to just step back, look back and, and see what God has been doing uh, in these past nine years in the, in the church in Coral Springs and to, to see um, the growth and to see how much God has been doing there despite many obstacles that we've shared before that we've had to face whether it was you know, finding a good place for us to meet or just knowing the best way or still trying to figure out the best way to deal with a multilingual and multicultural um, group of people there um, God has been faithful and he has shown that to us over and over so we want to always just give him all the glory give him all the praise for what he has been doing in Coral Springs what, for what we know he will continue to do and not just there but in, with his church everywhere throughout the world and I also want to take some time to share how God has been faithful uh, in our family specifically in this past year. In, the past, in last summer, in, in 2022, and in the fall, we started noticing uh, some unusual things in our, in our daughter Emily. Uh, she was five at the time. She just seemed like she was thirsty all the time. She was drinking a lot of water, you know what that's like. Uh, and a lot of water meant a lot of trips to the bathroom. Uh, and you know, we didn't think too much about it at first we you know we were it was summer in Florida we thought well she's active she's thirsty a lot she, she's drinking a lot of water but then you know we also started noticing she was hungry all the time uh, at, at mealtime she would eat I think she would out eat all of us and uh, at the end she would you know she would say I'm still hungry you know, there was just no way to to get her to be full and we again tried to justify it, saying well it's probably just a growth spurt you know she seemed she's she seemed healthy she seemed to be doing okay but you know it kept it kept getting uh, worse a little bit a little bit at a time. But we tried to ignore it um, until later on we were planning a, a camping trip. We were gonna go camping for a couple of nights with with another family from church. We were gonna go you know, on a Sunday right after service. And as it got closer to the time to to make that trip, we started wondering. Well, that's gonna be a little bit complicated. We're not gonna have a bathroom right next to us uh, the whole time. How how are we gonna do that? So. The day before going on that trip, we had the car packed, everything. Um, we just decided, well, just to make sure, Sunday morning, Kayla, my wife, is going to take Emily to, the, to an urgent care, uh, to an urgent clinic, just to make sure everything's okay. Then she she'll, should have time to make it to service, and then we'll go on with our, with our plans, uh, you know. And that's not how that day went <laughs> at all. Um, from uh, from the urgent clinic, Kayla was told to take Emily straight to the hospital because her blood sugar was uh, was way too high. And you know, I, I have to, right after service, I went, I met her at the hospital, and and that day they diagnosed her with type one diabetes, um, which we knew nothing about <laughs> at the time. Um, those next several days that we were at the hospital, um, the the nurses, the the doctors tried to educate us. Uh, you know, as much as 
possible in those couple of days about this disease, about how to manage, about how to take care of her, because we were, you know, without choosing, we had become nurses and, and caretakers for, for uh, something that we were not prepared to do. But, well, needless to say, our, our life was turned upside down. Our, our plans, obviously, had to change. And we learned that it was a progressive disease. It was going to get worse with time. It has no cure so far. Of course, they reassured us that, and, and it's true, the technology has come a, a very long ways, and that, that has made you know, managing this disease a lot easier. But we, told, we were told we were going to have to check her sugar, Constantly, whether doing finger pricks several times a day or in, right now she's wearing a, a monitor that, that's constantly checking, we were going to have to, for every meal, count how, or calculate how many carbohydrates she was going to eat and based on that calculate how much insulin. It was a lot for us to take at all in a couple of days and you know, we, were, we, we weren't given a lot of time to, to prepare. We were told, okay, in a couple of days you're doing this on your own. Um, but uh, it was important for us to learn because if we miscalculated the amount of insulin, if we gave her too much, her sugar would go, we could get really low, she could pass out. If it wasn't treated right away, you know, it could, it could kill her. It was, it was serious. And so this was a big shock for Kayla and I. It was very difficult to accept. Um, our, again, our, uh, everything had, had changed for us. Uh, I remember feeling the best way for me to describe it is that the, the floor had been taken out from under me. Uh, and I had to just learn how to survive. We have, we, I know, I'm sure for Kayla was even harder because she felt more of the responsibility. But again, uh, God has been faithful. It, we, once we got home, uh, we started praying like crazy, we, like we've never prayed before. Uh, and we, we asked for, for God to heal her. Uh, we asked for, uh, you know, for many things, but more than anything, we asked God to give us wisdom. Uh, as you know, with anything medical, one doctor will tell you this, the, uh, another doctor will tell you the exact opposite, and we had to decide on our own which, you know, what we were going to do. So we, we prayed and prayed, uh, and we decided to, you know, to put her on a strict diet. We started giving her high doses of vitamin D, um, increased her exercise, or, or just trying to eat healthy uh, overall. And we, re we saw that her... Uh, her sugar started coming down, her blood sugar started coming down, we started needing less and less insulin. It got to the point that we, giving the least amount of insulin that we could, her, you know, we still had to wake her up in the middle of the night to give her something because her sugar was coming too, too, too low. So on Christmas Day of 2022, of last year, we decided that we were going to try to go one day without any insulin, uh, which, you know, the doctors did not recommend. <laughs> uh, but we decided we're going to try one day, you know, it, it was going to be one of her Christmas gifts, you know, no injections that day. Uh, we, you know, we joke with her. But we said, you know, if we can go one day without insulin, we'll be grateful. The next day we'll go back to normal. But we tried, and she did really good. So we tried one more day, and she did continue to do, go to do good. And now we're thankful that she's been nine months with, without needing insulin. And we are extremely grateful to God for, you know, for that gift. We, we realize uh, he, you know, it's a gift that he's, he's given us. And every day, every night, we get on our knees and thank God for one more day. And we just ask for one more day the next day. Uh, and that's, uh, God has been so faithful to, to our family uh, in that way. Um, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 uh, to 18 says, Therefore we do not lose heart, 
But though our outer person is decaying, yet our inner person is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. This disease changed our lives in, in, in many ways, you know, the, our diet and, and just the way, you know, it's not as easy to go out to eat, um, you know, like, like it used to be. But more than that, our spiritual, li our spiritual lives has been impacted and has changed through, through this. As I mentioned, our prayer life has deepened a lot. We've, we've never prayed, uh, you know, as much as we're praying now, and I know we can do better. Uh, but it's sad that it, it took this for us to, to start praying more. But on the other hand, I'm glad it did because our relationship with God in, in, in that area has improved a lot. And when we're very thankful for that. In our own home, we talk a lot more about heaven now. Uh, Emily, even before that, she was always talking about wanting to go to heaven. Now we, we all share that longing. You know, before, everybody wants to go to heaven, but we didn't really long for heaven as we do now. Um, and again, we try to focus on the things that are not seen instead of the things that are seen, on the things that are eternal instead of the, and the things that are temporal. From the, also, from, from the very beginning of this, we made it a point to bring, uh, to, to talk about God any time that, we're, that we were going to talk about uh, Emily's diabetes. We were going to bring up somehow God in, 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 that, in those conversations. And different people have responded in different ways. Um, recently, Kayla was talking to, to a lady, and a mom whose daughter also has type 1 diabetes. Uh, but unlike us, she, has, you know, she doesn't share the faith. She has no hope. Uh, and as Kayla was telling her about how much God has been helping us and, and how well she was doing and how we you know, were, were praying. And uh, you know, she, this, this mom bitterly told Kayla, well, don't get your hopes up. This disease has no cure, so, so you know, don't, don't even try. And well, Kayla was calmly able to offer her the hope that we do have, the, the cure that we know Emily will get, not necessarily in this life, but in heaven. We know that no matter what disease we have as Christians, we will be cured. We know this verse in heaven where he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will no longer be any death, there will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain for the first things have passed. We have, we have hope as Christians. And also an, another way in which our approach to ministry has, has begun to change through all this uh, is, well, it has to do, before this, there were so many things we knew intellectually in our heads. We knew. We knew the information. But now it's, you know, through this, a lot of things have become a lot more, more tangible, more personal, more real, if you will. Um, and through that we feel a much greater sense of urgency uh, as we talk to people. We, we have seen now firsthand, and I'm, I know I'm, I may sound dramatic, but I'm not trying to, but, you know, we are realizing how uncertain life is. So I was talking to you, one day, you know, your child seems perfectly healthy, and um, the next day they have a, uh, uh, you know, chronic disease. And you never know. We, we, we don't know what tomorrow, what will happen tomorrow. So today, you know, as we have opportunity today, we try to, to do the, the most we can and the best we can. And be, before she was diagnosed, outwardly she appeared to be healthy. You know, there was no way to just look at her and see that she was 
that she had that illness. But in the same way, so many people in the world appear to be doing just fine without God in their lives. They seem happy, seems like they don't need anything, they, they seem okay outwardly. But we know that inwardly they are spiritually sick. They have a, a deadly disease, but the difference is that there is a cure for that also, which is we know uh, Jesus, the salvation that, that only uh, can be found in, in Jesus Christ. And in this world where there is a lot of pain, uh, there are a lot of disappointments, a lot of broken promises, we really need to talk about God, testify to His faithfulness. He, does, he keeps His promises. Uh, he is full of uh, love. Uh, he is the only one that can take away all our pain. So we need to uh, share that with as many people as we can. And sharing the story about Emily with, with people that we've come in contact with has given us a lot of opportunities to, to share that about God, to share His power, to share uh, his, his love with those that don't know Him yet. There is a group uh, that, of homeschool families that meet every week at a park so the kids can play and then the, and the parents can get to know each other and just, just talk. And we've, we've been able to get to know several of those families, but there are two families that lately we've been starting to, to know better. It's, it's a very diverse group of people. And one, one of the women, is she's from Russia, uh, married to a guy from Italy. And then the other lady is from Spain, married to a guy from Ecuador. It's, uh, we love how diverse it is. But, you know, both of those families uh, come from very non-religious backgrounds. I don't think either of those families had, uh, you know, had ever been part of a church. Uh, they, I don't think they'd ever read a Bible. Um, but through, through these conversations, simply sharing what God has done uh, in, in our lives and in our daughters' lives, you know, both of those ladies and, and one of the husbands have been to a service, a worship service. One, the Russian lady has been to several church events and even to a Bible study, and they've started to show a lot, a lot more interest. Um, and there are other families that already through, through what has happened with Emily have been able to come closer to, to God. Again, just by sharing how God has been faithful in our families. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. You know, through, through this and, and many other ways, we've already seen how God is fulfilling this promise in, in our lives. We see how He's already bringing good things through, even through something like this. Um, but we are also learning the importance of perseverance in, in all of this. We, we know this verse in James. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, for once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. In small ways, we've seen how Emily has to, to, had to learn perseverance. Um, that the, the diet she's on is not easy, especially you know, seeing, uh, being surrounded by so many uh, foods that she, you know, that we know is not ideal for her diet, that um, she has to persevere. She, she, it would be a lot easier for her to give up and just eat, especially when she won't feel the effects right away. But evangelism can feel that same way. Um, that, that Russian lady, I think that's the picture, they look alike, it's the one on your left. Uh, this Russian lady, when, when Kayla first met her, and she started talking about uh, about Emily and how much God uh, has helped us through all that. 
uh, and she kept bringing God up in, in, in all her conversations with her. Eventually she, was, she told Kayla, I, I see that you're a very religious person. I just want to tell you I'm not religious at all and I hope that's okay. I hope we can still be friends and th that won't be a, a, an issue with you. Yeah, of course, that wasn't an issue for, for us, for Kayla. We saw that as an opportunity. But many times, you know, she would make fun of Kayla for, for talking so much about God, for, for mentioning Him, for saying, you know, thank God for this, or we believe in that God is helping us. Well, this is the lady that's been to several events now, to several church events, to, to a worship service, to a Bible study, and she's expressed a lot of interest now in, in the Bible, but it took a lot of perseverance uh, on Kayla's part, and, and that, that's how it is. So just as an encouragement, if, you wanna, if you're sharing or trying to share your faith with somebody and they seem to reject it, that's okay, but don't give up. It, you know, think about yourselves. If you were, especially if you didn't grow up in the church, how many times did somebody have, have to ask you, you know, before you started uh, opening up? It, I'm sure it was more than once at least. Uh, so don't give up. We have to persevere. We have to be patient. But also, we've, we're learning, we're seeing that a lot of these people tell us, well, you know, we know a lot of people that call themselves Christians, but the truth is they haven't seen much difference in their lives from the, their non-Christian friends. So we need to live in a way that, that is different, that they can see through the way we live that we, we are true Christians. Uh, because that is sadly rare. I know maybe this is the Bible Belt, maybe it's not as rare. <laughs> but we need to live here in a, way that, uh, in a way that people can see that what a true Christian looks like. And if we do that, you know, our, again, our God is faithful. He will bring the increase. He will uh, cause the growth in, if we persevere. Again, I don't mean to sound dramatic. I know there's many people in this church that have faced or are facing even, I mean, things that are way worse than things we cannot even imagine. Uh, we were very much aware of that. I know our trials, we all have trials, we all face difficulties in life, and they all look different, we all deal them in different ways, but one thing doesn't change, and that is our God is faithful. God's faithfulness towards His children does not change. He does not let us go through these things on our own. He's the one who gives us the strength to, to get through whatever, whatever we, may be, we may have to face. And even, as I mentioned before, even if relief does not come in this life, we have the hope that relief will come in heaven, where, again, there will be no death, there will be no pain, no sickness. God himself will wipe away our tears. And we have this hope. But all around us, there's people that don't, don't even know that. They have no hope. They just live with their sins, and they are miserable. We've, again, we've talked to people that they're at it. You can see how bitter, how miserable they are because they have no hope. So we need to remember those people and we need to shine our light. We need to be the light of the world. We need to offer that hope. Uh, we need to do that through building relationships with those people. And we need to uh, try to build relationships with our neighbors, with our friends, with our co-workers, with non-Christian family members. We need to be active and we need to be intentional about bringing up God in, in all our conversations. And that way point others towards the cross so that they can also be saved, so that they can also enjoy that hope that we have. 
we have experienced God, God, God's faithfulness. If we are a Christian, I know we have, and even I think a lot of non-Christians can say the same thing because God is faithful. Even if, if we are unfaithful, God remains faithful. Um, but I appreciate the opportunity you have, you have given me to share a little bit of what God has been doing in, in, in the church, what God has been doing in, in our own family. And I want to close with a passage from Lamentations chapter 3. I, I think this is very encouraging. And it says, but, but this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I will hope in Him. And then it says, The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him. If you are here tonight, I believe it's because you are seeking God. You are seeking the Lord. And we want you to know that you can also experience the love, the mercy, the faithfulness of a father who wants you to be his child. If you have not yet given your life to the Lord, you can do that today. You can come forward during the next song. You can repent of your sins, confess Jesus as Lord, and be baptized for the remission of your sins. And you can become a child of God. If you're already a, a child of God and you need the prayers of, of the church, you can also um, come forward as we stand and sing. On bended knee I come with a Bowing down.